For God. For country. For truth. For justice. For the Republic. You're listening to the Powder Monkey Podcast on PirateInfoWars.com. Welcome to episode 34 of the Powder Monkey Podcast. And uh, this episode is going to be titled, Oh, Canada. And uh, the reason we're, uh, you know, obviously going to title it that, uh, you know, there, there's a lot of thing that's, uh, things that have uh, been happening out of Canada. The most disturbing, in my opinion, is, uh, you know, the arrest um, of, of uh, several a couple, uh, you know, uh, Christian pastors now, um, you know, but uh, a patriot, uh, a uh, an info warrior. I'm proud to have him aboard the the Powder Monkey uh, today. He is no stranger to the Pirate Info Wars webpage. He's no stranger to spreading the uh, information, uh, you know, in the information war. Scott Spadell, welcome aboard the Powder Monkey podcast. Good to see you again. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, man. Uh, I got to interview you on uh, the old podcast, the uh, the uh, neocrusader.com podcast, and uh, I think we went for several hours last time, and, and it still didn't feel like we really touched on everything, and we've been kind of trying to put this together for a bit, but uh, I think after the last few things that have happened, uh, you know, over the past few weeks, I think maybe you kind of have had enough of what's going on up there and uh i think maybe you want to bring some of your intel uh you know onto the show and maybe just kind of tell the viewers uh as a as a you know perspective as a canadian citizen your perspective from you know from that side of the border so uh maybe uh you know and also is something else that i'd like the guests to know i mean this man has you know tirelessly pumped out you know, uh, you know, video and and article and everything, you know, to further the info war. And when he gets shut down, he just starts right back up again somewhere else. Fab, one of one of the best uh, sites on YouTube uh, for quite some time, the Info War Armory. Uh, you know, was uh, it, it was uh, a masterpiece of of data and everything. And they they kind of shut you down there. So uh, I don't know. Uh, just kind of tell the guests a little bit about yourself uh, for, for new listeners, uh, you know, who didn't hear the last, uh, you know, the, the old podcast, maybe just kind of uh, let's start with a little bit of background and uh, and uh, why you're here today. All right. Yeah, we've been uh, we've been in touch off and on quite a bit all along. And 
had a great show before and we talked about getting on again doing it and things are just getting so crazy and there's no better time than now and right but, uh like you say i've been i've been at it for quite a while uh i can't even remember back when i first sort of snapped out of it i guess you would say but uh for at least eight years close to 10 years i've been hard at it like you said with the youtube channel and stuff like that and Really what brought me into it was I got uh, real bad hip problems that got me laid up, kind of more or less almost bedridden. And there's so much time in my hands, I started digging into stuff. And I have a long family history of people who served in the military and stuff like that. And really passionate about it. It means a lot to me personally. So it's, uh, it's been a battle and one I'm proud to keep fighting. Absolutely. And uh, on again now. So what's going on in Canada lately is just getting just getting ridiculous. I mean, we're back under lockdown here in Nova Scotia again, and it was almost no rhyme or reason for it. We had our premier actually resign not too long ago under mm -hmm. whatever list of reasons he decided to come up with. Spirits have been planning to resign for a while, apparently, but uh, we got this new guy who just kind of chewed in and Thinks he's some kind of top dog, I guess. Mm -hmm. Back under lockdown, and they tried protesting there this past weekend. They started sicking the police after them. The funniest thing about that is that uh, they're in Halifax, in the Commons, it's called. It's the center of the city where a well, big old fortress used to be back in the day. When, you know, the British and the French were fighting over the New World. It's a pretty cool place, real mm -hmm. big. A lot of people always gather there, and it's a common place for events and demonstrations and stuff like that. There's a bunch of people who wanted to demonstrate this past weekend that showed up. They were on, on the front of the hill near the waterfront where it's all the main attractions. It's where everybody, all the hustle bustle is. So they, big, it's like the, the uh, sight line, like downtown Halifax. It's the site you think of, right? Sure. They're right there in the forefront, you know, doing their thing. And they were all separated in small groups, like you're supposed to under the new rules. And the police were there giving them a hard time, right? Meanwhile, on the other side of the hill, in the other part of the park, there's people sitting around doing the exact same thing. The difference mm -hmm. was they didn't have Canadian flags or signs. Or... So it's getting pretty ridiculous. Right. And, you know, one of the things that, um, you know, I, I guess uh, Mother's Day weekend, um, I, I don't know if you saw the, you know, the the uh, the 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 post that was getting banned um, that was actually Australian. It was an Australian news agency. I, I shared the post from uh, somebody who was actually worked for President Trump in his administration and uh he had shared it, and so uh, I just grabbed the grabbed the uh, the image and shared it, and instantly I was banned. And it was referring to it was talking about the um, you know how how the the documents had leaked you know that China was discussing the uh, the biological war you know the the you know the the, the weaponization of of the you know of the COVID. Uh, the SARS virus, and so you know it. It, um, it was shut down immediately, and not only was it um, you know censorship, but um, 
you know, I had no, you know, obviously, and I'm not whining and crying. Anybody who's ever been on Facebook is is no, um, you know, they're no stranger to, you know, the process that you go through when you get banned. But, um, you know, wasn't it funny, though, that well, it wasn't funny. It was sad, but uh, that we, you know, on Mother's Day weekend, because I shared a post um, that was accurate, by the way, there was no conspiracy there, you know, uh, the. I, I was not able to to, you know, make a memorial post about my mother on Mother's Day and I couldn't share videos of, uh, our, uh, you know, Arthur uh, Pulaski um, being arrested as well. Um, you know, it, it just I thought it was quite ironic. All the things that happened that weekend right on the edge of that, um, you know, of that arrest. And I was hobbled. I couldn't do a thing to, um, you know, to, you know, other than I could watch the videos, obviously, but I couldn't share them. I couldn't comment on them. And and uh, you're no stranger to that. You've been uh, silenced quite a bit. Um, but you know, with um, with what what's happening in Canada right now, you know, the the police. I mean, it it's slowly started to. Um, just, I mean, it, it's scary. I, I feel for you all on, on that side. I mean, you know, you, you, you've got the chatter about, you know, Trudeau and how much he loves the Chinese. And, you know, they're training in your homeland now. The Chinese, one of the most horrendously, uh, you know, atrocious human rights violators. And here they are. Yeah, um, they're dead. They've now proved for them to train their air force. Their fighter jets are going to be training Canadian airspace. <laughs> And and that is that's absolutely insane. I just uh, you know I, I if I were the president of the United States, I, I would be on the phone, you know, with Trudeau saying, "Wait a minute, what are you doing here? Why you know why why are you um, you know in love with China? Uh, you know all of a sudden you know." And I don't guess it's all of a sudden. I mean, I don't think any of this is just out of the blue. I think it's been in the works for quite some time, but. Um, you know, how have you seen, you know, since since China has started to um, creep onto the scene? I mean, it seems to me like as China creeps in and more talk of China being there, um, you also see them start to crack down a little bit on on human rights. And, and am I wrong in that? Or I mean, is there a correlation there, you think? Oh, yeah, definitely. Even like. Uh... They're now saying out in BC that anybody who has a COVID fine that's outstanding, not paid, gone to court or anything yet, which will we're gonna find it's gonna take years to go through courts. Sure. You're no longer gonna be able to renew your driver's license if you have an outstanding fine. Mm -hmm. I guess even if you plan on fighting it, you're just presumed guilty until innocent. Right. Sort of like Chinese social credit system. If you have a fine, you can't get your license are there um how far away do you think that i mean what is the i mean obviously you're talking you mentioned the, the social credit score and the social credit system that they have there which if we look back in 2014 
we look at, uh, you know, there's articles out there with Mark Zuckerberg. I mean, he obviously, you know, he went to China. There was a big write up, if you remember back around that time, about his trip to China. You know, he helped insti- he helped institute everything we're seeing come about now. And we see how, you know, the the influence that Facebook had over the elections, the silencing of conservatives. Um, and where is anybody uh, either in your country or my country? Where are any of our elected representatives standing up and saying, you know, hey, I mean, only now we're starting to, you know, to to kind of push back on the masks here in the U.S. And it's it's insane that that we've let it get this far. Yeah, it's it's there are a few even like here in Canada, we do have a few members of parliament and stuff that are pushing back on some of it. And even they're now pushing a new bill through parliament, new censorship bill that mm-hmm. our heritage minister is pushing for. It's all just so upside down. And uh, the, as far as the social credit system, like how it's not really like how they have it set up in China, where it's like a technocratic actual system sure. we're like socially being implemented right mm-hmm. and a little like how i said like driver's license if, you, if you're outstanding issue here you can't have this you know it's that kind of system sure but it, it's but it's a slippery slope and you know once you're once you're starting to be fined and separated for your um you know your lack of uh you know, uh, going along with with what they're telling you, you have to do. You know, w- with your pushback there. Once they start to to find people for that, and then they take away their right to you know their their, their right to travel freely. I mean, it's uh, you know, how do people get to and from work? Um, you know, not that I, I don't even know. I guess in in uh, no, you're in Nova Scotia, um, so. I mean, in that area, you you had mentioned that the lockdowns are still on. So, w- what about the economy there? What's what's happening with that? Even I mean, forget traveling. I don't guess you need a driver's license if you have no job to get to. <laughs> yeah, we here most of Canada. We went into like the weird lockdown initially, mm-hmm. like everywhere did. Sure. But after we we lifted things, you know, like for. Geez, probably since last summer, we've been fairly open. Okay. I mean, everybody still wear masks and stuff, but the businesses weren't forced closed. Like, they opened up the businesses and stuff. So many customers allowed type deal. There's rules on stuff, but we're all still open, right? People still want to work. But like I say, they almost no rhyme or reason. They locked us down again years. Yeah, I mean... Uh- I mean, as I, I assume that, um, you know, with the with the lockdowns, you've got, um, you know, the, I mean, you would have to if you would have to see a drop off. I mean, are they trying to say it's because of a spike or what is the what is the, the reason behind, um, you know, the lockdown? They 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 increase the testing more or less. Right. And. Uh, they're uh, called the cycles the case camp yeah, yeah. Right. and reported, reportedly here in nova scotia they're using the pcr cycle to uh 35 cycles okay 
So yeah. that's high. That's high. I know that forty was was highly criticized for for being inaccurate. So um, now you had COVID in uh, in what November? Um, uh, back last year in no in February. February. Okay. Okay. So you had it after I had it. Okay. Yeah, I, I my family doctor and personally pretty pretty convinced that it was COVID and the symptoms right. and, and timing. It's hard to deny it, right? Sure. And uh, she also, my family doctors, like a lot of doctors, has no faith in the test, like okay. whatsoever. She said she had numerous patients with all the symptoms that tested negative. What symptoms? So, if you don't, if you don't mind. Uh, delving into it i mean if you don't want to you know i mean obviously it's your personal business there but what what type of symptoms did you experience with it did you did you lose your your taste and smell things like that or uh well i've always been a smoker so my taste and smell hasn't really always been spot on right, right. but okay everything else like the ice pick sharp chest pains mm-hmm. uh extremely shorter breath had real sweats, cold sweats. Did you None. ever run a, ever run a fever? Yes. yes. Not, it was kind of like a sporadic fever, like I say, more or less like the, the cold sweats and stuff like that. Sure. And just flu-like symptoms, vomiting. I vomited for a little bit for a period of time. And mainly it was the shortness of breath and chest pain. Right. And what it turned out, what was causing it was basically my lungs were just getting eaten up, right? And right. Uh, it got to the point where they started to collapse. And I had been in and out of the hospital, and I'd actually had been referred to a lung surgeon, lung specialist in the city. But of course, this clinic got shut down with COVID policies. And then about five months after that, of it on and off, extreme difficulty breathing serious chest pain to the point where I couldn't mm-hmm. sleep. I eventually drug myself in the hospital one morning, barely able to get out of bed. And uh, the ER doctor in there said that, you know, my chest, my lungs were failing. They have to put it, they ended up putting a chest tube in. And uh, they did that and said that I'd have to go down to the city for surgery on lungs and that. It was, man, we'll do a whole show on that. Oh, yeah, I, I imagine. And, it, yeah, I didn't mean to pry. Just, you know, I, I know that, you know, with that, you kind of saw the other end of it with, you know, the restrictions of, of you know, being in there. And it's it's kind of you there, you know. You don't have the, uh, you know, the just like so many other people, you know, you had, the, I guess, the hospital staff. But... I'm assuming in Canada that the same COVID rules applied. Family couldn't visit. You know, you you were kind of isolated. Once you were there, you were kind of, uh, you know, in that situation. And so, uh, you know, that it it, it has been um, an absolute. You know, that to see and and to hear them talk about what they've done with the. Um, you know the nursing homes here, and and bringing you know they're they're they have such strict rules, but then they take people and put them in nursing homes and and hospitals and things like that. And you know, Scott, it it's uh, 
you know, it just defies all logic, the, the things that they have done and the things that they have recommended um, to to see where we're at now. You know, the two weeks to stop the spread turned into infinity with the mask on, you know, it, it, it became two weeks turned into medical Sharia for, for life. And I don't know how we got here, but, uh, you know, I, I it has to we we have to speak up now we're we're so close to to something to going somewhere where nobody wants to be i mean i don't think anybody wants to be where we're at but it can get worse and it is just around the corner and is that social credit score it is the you know the um all the eugenicists that are in control of health policy and it's not just health policy it's it's health you know it's it's a health uh, oligarchy you know <laughs> they just all of the uh, medical um you know all the medical uh, experts and i'm going to use that uh term loosely um you know up there and and now you know fauci getting uh, uh nailed in front of Congress and blatantly lying, you know, when do, when do people point and say the emperor has no clothes on, you know, when do they say we have given up way more than we could ever, than we could ever, you know, lose, we've given up so much freedom that, you know, what does it matter what our health is? Does that make any sense? Oh, yeah, I think the we're starting to really see the wheels come off it now, especially up here in Canada. Just the, the amount of things that taken place in the, just the past week up here is, is a year's worth of news. Mm -hmm. the, uh, you know, they, they've halted the uh, AstraZeneca vaccine, both here in Nova Scotia and Ontario, and Alberta. It's, you know, getting banned every, like it is everywhere. Sure. The chief bureaucrat, he's a military chief, basically the head cheese bureaucrat for the vaccine rollout here in, in uh, Canada, has just been relieved from his position following a military investigation. Uh, they're, they're claiming it's some sort of mutual, uh, sexual misconduct. Oh, issue. did he work for Microsoft as well? Is that, uh, <laughs> <what> is that? <laughs> does he I have any ties? of them them burning them because the wheels are falling off right oh, i thought I, I thought maybe it was a, a double date with with bill gates and his his you know staff member and you know who knows they i think they all get together on a little yacht somewhere and and hobnob and so uh yeah man it, it's uh it, it's, an, it's always the same it's always the same story, you know, it's, he's a misogynist now and he, uh, you know, he's, and, and, but, uh, you know, I, I think the people, if we're not careful, if we don't, if we don't get serious, if our, if our officers don't get serious when it comes to doing things like arresting preachers, when they could go right down the road to a Lowe's or a strip club or a bar and arrest you know, those people, I, I guarantee you can go uh, to any, uh, you know, any other establishment there in Nova Scotia and find more people to to arrest than you can in a, a street street preacher's church. You know, it, it just it, it makes it makes no sense to me that 
you know, I've always said that when they come for your God, that's when it's on because, you know, it's, they, they, that's the first thing that they have to break. If they can break your, your connection with God, then the rest is just, I mean, it's just like, a, you know, to, you know, to maybe borrow something from Hendrix, it's like a castle made of sand, you know, <laughs> it's going to crumble eventually. But, uh, you know, it, 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 you have to have God. You have to have that connection with with the higher being. If you if you're so inclined or or just maybe you have to connect with that uh, uh, certainty that there is nothing out there. If 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 somebody's that, you know, so inclined. But I just uh, you know, I, I don't go that way. You know, I, I think uh, I don't think I know that there's something else out there and uh they want to disconnect us with that. And th that relationship isn't just, you know, with uh, from a Christian's per perspective. And, and it seems to me like that's, you know, they, I, I don't recall any, any uh, imams being arrested, but uh, you know, it's with the Christian thing, you know, it's, it's written that we're two or more are, you know, gathered in my name, you know, they're also, I am basically. And so it seems to me like that's maybe a little more of a reason why that it's so important to barricade, um, you know, a, a church so that their members can't get in as opposed to, uh, you know, maybe stopping people from going in the Home Depot or whatever you all have up in the Great White North that's equivalent to Home Depot. You know, uh, I don't know what. Go for, what is it? Costco. Costco. Okay, well, whatever. Costco. You know, hey, let's go to the Costco and uh, let's arrest their asses, you know. Um, but. Uh, you know, instead they're going to pick on the Christians. And you know, I I have a I have a friend who is a, is a pastor here in the states, but he spends a lot of time. Um, you know, he he'll go to Nova Scotia, and uh, you know, he's an evangelist. So uh, you know, I know I, I just just because my buddy Scott goes there, Scott Nary, that uh, you know that there is a it, there has to be a big Christian presence there. You know, they, it has to be, the spirit has to be strong in, in that area for, uh, for Neri to, to touch wheels down there and, and, you know, do his thing. But, um, I, I mean, just, uh, it was shocking to see, um, you know, Arthur Pulaski, uh, get arrested and, and, you know, just, I, I don't think any of those police officers, though they were polite, I, you know, I, I mean, it could have gone gotten a lot worse for the cameraman and and some of the people that were there with him. But uh, but, uh, you know, I, I just I, I wonder how many of those guys now think back on that day with regret um, because that 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 was their that was their moment where they could you know that's that's the moment they went from protecting and serving to uh, you know to becoming stormtroopers of something much more sinister and something much darker. Um, what well, uh, do it the way they did it either, right? Right. To pull them over on the side of a freeway like that. I mean, that wasn't necessary. What what's the what's the chatter there on that? I mean, the people you talk to just in you know up there. What I mean, what in your country? What's the overall census of of that event? And and then uh, 
uh, Tim Stevens as well. I mean, uh, you know, how, what's your gut feeling on on you know kind of your 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 compatriots there? Your your you know. It's it's uh it's not going over too well. I mean, right. there's a, there's of course the the diehard liberals or whatever you know that are on board with it all, but it's it's not going over too well. The majority, like you said, it's it's a lot of Christian roots here in Atlantic Canada, Nova Scotia, and the uh, especially with this recent Palestinian situation, we're having those protests everywhere now, and uh, even our minister i think today or yesterday he spoke up and said yes these these protests are wonderful and they're fine meanwhile you know you go and try to protest lockdowns you end up getting a ticket so it's quite the contradiction <laughs> and it's 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 like that i mean i haven't confirmed it myself but apparently all the uh, mosques in the province are still open and holding their services right they're not being bothered by the place obviously yeah no i mean that's uh why would why would they go that would be racist to go in and and try to enforce any type of code with them even though even though it's a religion not a race it's still racist um so you know that's uh yeah, that, liberal yeah the the almighty the almighty trudeau has spoken and uh you know so um but like it, i said there is a lot of like especially at this point a lot of canadians are starting to realize it's just it doesn't add up they're looking around the rest of the world and stuff and they say like even within the power structure within canada there's a lot of like leo touched on it when he was on your show there last week and there's a lot of stuff shaking up within the system there's a lot of there's even starting to see a lot of pushback against the chinese connection stuff. The uh, Alberta Justice Minister last week came out and said that the uh, the government and the media want pandemic and they're trying to you know basically on the same page as us. He said that he said, I will not apologize for saying it, and then of course a few days later he apologized for saying it. But he come right out, Justice Minister for Alberta, saying that you know they want this pandemic and they're, they're stretching it on every way they can. Mm-hmm. It's just. Here in Nova Scotia, I seen the other day, they're still pushing the ventilators on the patients, right? They're going, they're still pushing all that crap, right? What about the, uh, have you seen a, a change in the um, the media up there? I mean, as far as the, the fear porn and the, I mean, have you seen? They're still pushing the fear porn heavy every day, but there is some like uh like the other day the, the touching back to you on how the like when leo was talking about the powers to be within starting splinter the right. uh, canadian military released another new report on the uh, hard hit ontario nursing homes declaring that they did not die of COVID, but from, uh, dehydration and neglect that's coming from the canadian military right so that shows that there's some there's mm. some stuff shaking up within the system you know that people are seeing where the road leads to and they don't like it right you know it it took i mean on the winning side like alex talks about there is no winning side if you no. support this. 
Yeah. Even if you think you're in with the best, the top, the biggest dogs, you are going to get screwed. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's always going to be that night of the long knives for for those people that go along with it. You know, they uh, they don't want to just kill. You know, the what they term the useless eaters. They want to kill everybody. And if you look at you know, I, I don't I I don't know as far as you know Canada, but you know they they were talking last week on Infowars about how. The phasing out of the Marine Corps over the next, you know, five, ten years and how the majority is going to be robotic, um, you know, and, and we're seeing that that point where man and his creation, even though this thing doesn't think, you know, it may think it may synthetically be able to assess certain things, you know, as far as AIs go, but it it, it doesn't have the human element and that's that's what they're afraid of they're always afraid that you know they're they have to have the ultimate control they you know that's the whole thing behind the technocracy they want to know how many blueberries you have in your refrigerator how much milk you have what you know you know how much water you use everything and the concept is way older than you know, the technology, it's, you know, the, I mean, 1800s that, you know, the, the concept of technocracy was around. So, um, you know, they, uh, where in the club do you end up if their goal is, you know, stay under, you know, 500,000, isn't that the, isn't that the goal with the Georgia Guidestones? Say it, stay under half a million people worldwide. So where, where, <laughs> yeah, so, so to any, 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 um, Intel officer listening right now, any police officer listening right now that, that is being sent out to do these things, it's always about enforceability. You are the human element. You have to, you are the shield. That's why they say, they call, you know, that's, that's what you do is serve and protect. So to anybody out there listening right now, you're not excluded from this. You aren't safe from this. They're going to use you to lock your family away, take your family's rights, crush your children's future, and then they're going to send the, the, the big dog robots and the atlases from Boston Dynamics to kick in your door. You know, I mean, that's where the technocracy leads. And then you have... You know, one person eventually in a control room controlling a thousand autonomous robots, you know, drones. That's where technocracy leads. And the human element goes away. So either you stand up with humanity and stop arresting pastors, stop, you know, uh, terrorizing your your the people that you have sworn to an oath to protect or you you lose it all. You know, uh, and I didn't mean to go on a tirade there, ma'am, but uh, but somebody I don't know who needs to hear that. But everybody, you know, if you're wearing a badge, you need to hear that. No, you you said it, man. Like there's you join this dark side and even if they did somehow, like the tyrants are always their own creators, their own demise. Right. It's a, you're just signing on to your own failure. Right? You go along with this stuff because in the end, it's all it always comes out 
It does. Always comes out in the wash. That's that's a that's a term we uh, a guy used to work with uh, in the car business. You know, customer would come in and they would talk about how good their credit was and you know this and that, and he'd say, "Uh huh." It always comes out in the wash. We'll see. <laughs> then we run their credit, and you know, then they need uh, a cosigner or whatever. But uh, I'm digressing. Um, you know, it, it just. Uh, I, I think Canada is sort of a, a bellwether for where we're going to be if if we don't, you know, stop. Uh, you know, I just I, I think that's going to be my line in the sand, Scott. Is when they start arresting preachers around here for for having church, I think that's going to be my line in the sand, and I think that's where I have to stand in and be the shield between between you know tyrants and people who just want to worship and i you know i pray to god that that never has to happen but when they start doing what they did to to Pulaski, um you know especially a few weeks back not just the arrest you know where they pulled him over on the road and arrested him you know had him on his knees and everything like that but i'm talking about the first time they came into his church and you know and you know i mean I think I think and and then barricaded, you know, they they all barricaded around the churches there and wouldn't wouldn't let uh, you know the the people in. It just was it's insane. It is insane. Why you know why Christians, you know, like you said, why, let's go to the let's go to the mosques and uh, and tell them no, you know, and, and let, let's see what kind of pushback we get there. But they have different ideologies, you know. They're looking at the low-hanging fruit. Yeah. Well, speaking of pushback, I think that's what we're really starting to see here in Canada, because we started to see a lot of pushback against all this stuff before these latest round of lockdowns come down across the country. Right? I think that's what lockdowns are about. It's not about health. It's about the fact that people are getting out on the streets protesting and oh, yeah. pushing back. And oh, they, yeah. Might be my optimistic side, but I think we we could end up being kind of the canary in the coal mine type deal, right? Where Canada pushed it so far that people finally said enough was enough, right? That's open, anyways. So the the protests we see in Toronto and Montreal they keep growing every week. More and more people, the big right. cities, protesting it. So, what about agent provocateurs? Have I mean? Do you or do you have any concerns for, you know, maybe something happening, um, maybe along the lines that they could kind of like the same narrative that they've used with the with the Capitol on on January sixth? I mean, do, do you? I haven't been seeing. I haven't really been seeing too much of that. It was a bit there a few weeks back. I think in Montreal they had like black lock kind of Antifa group. They're sort of infiltrating, going around smashing windows, doing their thing during the protest against the curfews. We even have curfews in Canada in some places. You can't okay. go out at a certain point at night, but uh, not too much of the infiltrate, like surprisingly. I mean, there could be, and they're just not really doing much yet. But mm -hmm. what we are seeing a lot of is like the doxing, the people going to the demonstrations, trying videotape and taking pictures of people trying to figure who they are so they can report them to the authorities, right? That kind now, of they, now, if I if I heard correctly, this past weekend, uh, Pulaski, they, they tried to burn his home down. 
Is, is am I correct in that? Well, arsonists tried to they they tried to actually. Was it his home or his church? It appears. Well, it was at his home, but okay. yeah, it appears. Yeah, he had a fire there, and it mm. uh, appeared arson. So, mm. not good. No, no. Um. Some of the other things that have concerned you, I mean, uh, you know, it's not just, I mean, this is kind of a smorgasbord of, of, of tyranny now that we have. I mean, it's not just one flavor. It's like a Baskin Robbins of tyranny. You know, they they have so many uh, flavors and uh, and styles of uh, to choose from, you know, the. Uh, you, you see, like the the COVID passports, they're talking about that. You know, uh, Israel has which which you know one thing I don't support Israel on. I, I won't support any country that that requires some type of passport to travel. You know, within within the borders and you know to to shop and to do things like that. But um, you know, th there's so many things. I mean, what else do you see coming down the pipeline, or what else do you see out there that is concerning you i mean we've got the censorship we've got the you know the the you know the tyranny against the churches and and you know the protesters i mean what else do you what else do you see out there that you know that is on the horizon i see it being the censorship especially here in canada with them trying to push the new, new bill through it uh that's that's all they have left really is the censorship right i mean right they're losing control on the flow of information. More and more people are becoming informed, and that's that's all they can do is censorship. So, talk about the Infowar Armory for a minute. I mean, that was a, that looked to me like uh, you know. I guess when we first met, you were kind of doing the Infowar Armory, and you had, you had a uh, you know that looked to me like it was a labor of love, not just uh, you know. I mean, you you obviously put a lot of time and effort into that, and and sort of just like uh, Thanos, it was just, you know, with the flip of a switch or the, the stroke of the key, it all went away, it seemed like. And, uh, you know, maybe for, for some of the listeners out there to, you know, and, and viewers out there, we're, we're actually doing this one. Uh, I kind of switch hit on the <laughs> on the whether it's uh, the the viewing or the the audio, but just for the, uh, you know, the, the viewers today, I mean, kind of talk about what it's like to be on that end and and you know to to put so much of your time into it and then you know for them to just be able to pull the plug like that without rhyme or reason yeah that was that was quite the adventure the old youtube escapade i uh i just started just created the youtube channel and started posting segments from the, the infra wars alex's show you know watched a lot and said like he always says, you know, it's all free to air. If you like, if you see something you like, cut it, clip it, post it, you know, share it around. So I just started doing that and started getting some subscribers and then started getting artistic with it, taking clips and adding some music or clips from here and there and just throwing stuff together and just stuff I thought was interesting and people would like to know and just kind of, like I said, put a little bit of an entertainment twist to it, so it was something people actually want to watch, right? Like it was fantastic. It was fantastic. Your editing skills are fantastic, man. I mean, you really, I mean, you you put a lot of time into a lot of those videos as well, man. It, 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 it. That is amazing. I mean, some of them get over a million views. I wake up in the morning and, wow, I didn't expect <laughs> 
<laughs> no, it really took off. The more successful it was, the more they cracked down, right? Yeah. First, they demonetized it. You know, I, I didn't even do it for money, of course, right? I mean, I just, because sure. I want people to help inform people get word out of information. Right. I figured out, you know, I'm not a very tech-savvy guy, but, I, you know, eventually I figured out, oh, okay, they're offering me to monetize it. I can make a few bucks. I figured I'd do that, made a few bucks. Basically bought InfoWars products for money I made. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it, it really took <laughs> off. The first thing they did was demonetize it, right, to de-incentivize people. Well, well, whatever, just keep doing it. And I knew that's what they were doing, right? And then, true enough, their uh, YouTube CEO, the, I don't know if you remember seeing that, they held a conference there at the Congress hearing. And uh, she actually said that we demonetized a lot of channels to, to de-incentivize people spreading misinformation, right? But I knew exactly what they were doing. I just plugged on, and I can't remember what exactly was the final straw, but... In a rapid succession, I ended up getting three strikes, and boom, it was gone. And I, I tried appealing it, and it went nowhere. They said that uh, eventually, they ended up giving me two or three different answers, eventually just said, well, we can terminate any channel for any reason at any time, what they're telling you. And that's basically the official policy now. So they don't have to tell you. They don't have to have a reason. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, it's in. You know, that's that's one of the things, um, you know, I know that you kind of uh, got to see a little bit of the 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 back end of the, you know, the InfoWars boards and, and you, you know, spent a little bit of time, you know, there. And, you know, that that was one thing that always impressed me with with them. I mean, you know, obviously you had a bunch of crazy people coming on there and and the bots and I mean, it was it was kind of uh, it was like the barbarians at the digital gate. Um, you know, they were just always there, man, just relentlessly hammering away at uh, you know every every post, every comment was seemed like they had to throw something negative on. And um, that, that was really eye opening for me. I mean, I knew there's like so-called bots or whatever, and people that are probably paid to be doing this stuff and all that. But when you say we're both involved with that, that yeah. and uh, you'd start seeing this stuff and you'd see all these the different accounts with the same IP address. It's like, I'm not a tech-savvy person, but even I could figure yeah. out really what the hell was going on here. Right. All these people posting all this awful stuff. Oh, by the way, Shout out to Jesus is Muslim. How you doing, bro? Hope you uh, hope you're uh, still posting away somewhere on on some board. You know, assalamu alaikum and all that stuff. You know, so. Uh, but I mean, just the the worst things, and and you know, they they never told anybody. You know, I mean, they when they say you know free speech systems, they mean free speech. You know, if you weren't threatening to kill somebody, I mean, you know. I, you know, uh, there were times I wanted to break the band hammer out, but, you know, that's not what it was about, you know. Well, I was just about to say it was a good personal exercise, too, because right. it really tests your, your inner self and your your own principles. And, like, if you truly believe in free speech or not, you'd have to look at stuff and say, 
Well, I, I completely disagree with that. That's not even close to being true or anything I go along with, but it's free speech. Like, I can't get rid of that just because I don't like it. Right. right. Yeah, absolutely. And, that, and, and they did, you know, as far as a higher standard, um, you know, the majority of the world will never see that. The majority of the fans will never see that. But they did. I mean, it was, you know, they held themselves to a higher standard. You know, they, you know, there was no, you know, it, it was it was simple. You know, don't threaten people. Don't dox people, you know, and and there was no guidance though as far as what you do or or what you don't do it was you know treat people you know respect respect free speech and i think that's what we were all there for and who knew at the time that it would ever come to the point where i was literally on discus when it went away i was on the back end of discus and it, the the moment it went away, and that was a surreal moment to see the the board just gone, you know, um, and you know you would see so many attacks and so many things like that. But you know when they when they banned Alex Jones, and in in that one fell swoop, all the tech tech companies came in. I mean to see even Discus go away, I was like what is happening here what is you know it, it was just that was that moment where i i had I, I guess i realized that i was not looking in the dark mirror i was on the other side of that dark mirror if that makes sense you know it, it was uh it was just a surreal moment to see and then it it just really hasn't let up it just from that moment on it has just become increasingly tyrannical and dystopian and uh evil i mean just just to be blunt and i just i don't you know every day i wonder how are they're going to up their game you know how is the how are these globalists going to up their game and you know what crazy what crazy event is going to go off today are we going to be locked down and and you know are they going to you know, is somebody going to come knock on the, my door because uh, I was in D.C. for the first rally or because I had friends there or because I've interviewed Joe Biggs? You know, I mean, the, the, when when do I hit the radar, if that makes sense? Um, you know, and it, it just it, it is a I never thought that I would be living Winston Smith. You know, it's it's I, I never thought that I would be on, you know, the, you know, living somewhere in Oceana somewhere, you know, with with the, uh, you know, Big Brother and just uh, all of this just insane policy and tyranny and, and just making up rules as we go and, and changing the definitions and you know, undoing, you know, safety protocols for, you know, for virus, you know, for, for things we have never tested on humans before, you know, it, it just, it's just all gone. It's all okay. We're just going to do whatever we want. We're going to, yeah, and you're just going to be okay with it. And that's scary, Scott. It, it, it's scary. It, it is, you know, because I don't want my children to, to grow up in that. And I want my children to, have children and you know sterilization that's another thing 
you know, look at these people, you know, Bill Gates, you know, you, he was like the ultimate eugenicist, uh, you know. Well, it's, it's, it's the, my biggest concern is the censorship and medical tyranny, especially like you go back on when I was in the hospital last year through it all. Like, because I wasn't just in the hospital, like I was in the hospital for a little more than a month between right. when I was admitted to post-surgery and walking out. But even between then, that was in August. But between August and February, I was in and out of the hospital. I don't know how many times with extreme difficulty breathing, you know, right? I go in there and there wouldn't literally not a single person in the ER, not a single person in the waiting room. Like, never seen it before like that in my entire life. And meanwhile, they're in the, the news saying, you know, the hospitals are going to be overwhelmed. Like, no, there's, they're empty. I was just there, you know. It's that kind of, like, and even the people within, like, in the hospital, they were totally like, what the hell's going on? Because uh, I was in there one time, and, uh, you know, they'd, they'd say masks don't work, you know. Don't don't you shouldn't you don't have to wear a mask. You go back there next time and they've got a, a cardboard box, a homemade mask that people made, so people coming to the hospital could wear one. It's like right. how can, how do you go from one to the other, like one extreme to the other? And the, the, there'd be nurses in there talking. And I'd hear them talking, you know, they're next to my bed, whatever, you know, hear them talk. They'd say, you know, like, yeah, these this this gown, these gowns we're wearing don't do a damn thing. We tested them. And, uh, like, there's a couple of nurses, they're more concerned about 5G than COVID. Right. You know, I'd be laying there, and when I was in the ER one time, a woman, young woman come in, with, she was complaining about real bad headaches, you know, and it'd get worse whenever she used her cell phone. You know, she left, and then the nurses, I'd overhear them talking, you know, geez, you're her, you're her, you know, what if it's that 5G? You know, they don't give a shit. COVID, majority of them anyways. I mean, they know it's totally overblown. They know the masks don't work. I don't know how many nurses when I was in the hospital. Because I'm outspoken and vocal about all this. When I was in the hospital, I talked to every nurse and doctor I, that I come in contact with. Talk to them about this stuff. The vast majority of them agreed, you know, the masks don't work. They're, they're pointless. They probably help spread the virus more than if anything. And uh, like, they didn't agree with the when i was in my local hospital there wasn't a single nurse in that ward that i was being kept in that agreed with the visitor restrictions not a single one of them agreed and isn't it isn't it strange that um you know that it's it's breaking now you know i, I guess it's one of the things that uh you know alex did a, a, a five or six eight minute report on uh today i think it came out that he was talking about how uh Fauci was, uh, you know, he basically, uh, you know, well, and you, you even mentioned like with Owen, uh, you know, how, how just the, the whole tide is turning, you know, with, with Fauci, um, you know, just how people, you know, and again, if, if liberals, they make a great point. If liberals will look back, they hated Fauci in the, you know, in the 80s. Uh, I mean, 
you know, look at what, uh, and so, and even Patrick Moore, he was on my show uh, a while back and, you know, he was talking about some of those things and, and, uh, but you hear so much and you talk about so much that it just kind of, you know, it goes in one ear for me and out the other. And I don't make that connection until way later on down the line, you know, when, I mean, he just, I just don't understand, especially with Trump, you know, the Trump, always seemed to me like he was a little bit more shrewd and then to be um to be taken in the way that he was i mean i guess everybody you know at the beginning everybody wanted to believe i mean i've never experienced anything like this in my life i've never seen this level of deception and un, un, you know well maybe let me back up september the 11th you know uh but uh, you know, looking back on that, but uh, you know, this is this was the kickoff to World War Three. That's what's happening. They are right. They are spot on when they report that in on Infowars. This was the beginning. Uh, it's just it's just happening in such slow motion. You know, they're not running up on a beach somewhere or dropping out of the sky like in Red Dawn. I mean, this is you know, it, it came through medical tyranny. It came through technocracy. It came through, you know, the, the we're we're uh, addicted to these things. We're connected to these things, you know. And and they're right. I saw a series of of photos, Scott, where, you know, they they just made they really drove the point home. You know, it's a mother sitting on her couch, and there's this huge phone between her and her child. And, you know, we're all, you know, just technology, it's a double-edged sword. But, you know, the, the same person, you know, who created Microsoft, supposedly, you know, with Bill Gates, uh, you know, we can take his technology and um, smite him with it to a point, um, you know. But uh, also there's the thing of, you know, they... They haven't really rolled this out yet. Uh, Alex Jones has talked about it, you know, quite a bit. But they can literally scrub your voice, my voice, from the internet. They can take a photo of you or me and make us say anything we want to say. I mean, we don't know what is real and what is not, you know, to a certain point. So, I, I mean, the, the lies and the deception just just pile on, and then we have the fear on top of it. I mean, it's just this tyranny burrito that that they've served us and uh i don't think it's going to digest well scott i really don't no no like i say it's i think it's reached a point they push so hard so much so fast that it's just that people are seeing through it finally i mean like like when i come out of came out of the hospital like when i was at the city for the lung surgery whole time I was in the hospital, none of the patients were wearing a mask. I wasn't wearing a mask, right? Mm. Which, you know, if you follow the, the narrative, hospitalized patients, immune-compromised hospitalized patients should, you know, top priority should be wearing a mask. None of us were because it's actually detrimental, right? You know? Were you in a specific ward or did, did they have, did they isolate or was it just everybody you know everywhere just... like normal uh right. they had i was 
when I was in Halifax, I was on the the thoracic or thoracic ward section, just mm -hmm. like normal. And know, a couple few dozen rooms. Some were private rooms. Some were semi-private with two beds. Some were wards, like complete wards that had five, six, seven, eight beds in them. Just you know, operating as normal. Uh, the nurses and doctors all have masks on because it's policy, but none of the patients did, right? And when I came to the hospital, when I walked in to the lobby area, it was like culture shock. Because all of a sudden, everybody was wearing a mask and they were all looking at me like I was a freak for not wearing one. <laughs> I just, like, it was surreal, man. The, the mask has been such a... Uh... It's it's been hard for me to to accommodate myself to it. When it first when COVID first hit, I tried to do the right thing, you know. And I was kind of looking. I thought I've always thought of it as a bioweapon. I've always thought it was a bioweapon. I have my own theories that are things that I can't technically prove right now, but I, they sound good in my head. Uh, and I'm still formulating, but, uh, you know, it, it just, uh, the whole thing, you know, with the mask, you know, uh, for a while, uh, you know, it was, you put on a mask, you go out and, you know, you're wearing the gloves at first to get gas and you touch one thing and then you get back in the car, but, oh my God, I've got the gloves on. Do I take the gloves off? Do I, do I leave? Do I get them, use them next time? Am I going to cross contaminate? You know, it was insanity. And then, and then it was everybody stay home. And so, you know, uh, if, for the longest part of the time, you know, it just, everybody got into that lockdown mode. Uh, and then I, I think it finally got to me because I, I, I sell cars and, you know, you're, you, it's sort of a face to face thing. I work in an automotive dealership there and, uh, you know, you don't want to be a jerk and, you know, you work with people who are immunocompromised, you know, they have health things going on and, and you don't want to be a jerk. Um, but at the same time, you know, I wore, a, I, I got to a point right before Christmas where I was going into a, a TJ Maxx to do some Christmas shopping. And this little old lady kind of stopped me at the door and, and she was like, do you have a mask on? For some reason, it just it was just that moment, Scott, where I was like, I, I just looked at her and, and maybe it was that flip out moment, kind of like Alex Jones. But I was just like, do I need to leave? Because if I need to leave, I'll leave. I don't have a mask. I'm not going to wear a mask. So tell me if I need to leave and I'll leave. And I guess I said it in a little bit of a harsh tone and I didn't mean to, but. It, she kind of, I guess, maybe caught what she was doing or saw that it bothered me. And she was like, no, go on ahead, go on ahead. And then as I'm walking through the store, I'm thinking, man, I'm, that was that was kind of an asshole thing to do. You know, I probably shouldn't have snapped in this little old lady, but it, it just, uh, you know, I was just to that point. So then I then I started wearing the mask and thinking, you know, maybe I just need to be a good you know, person and do this, you know, because I believe that COVID is real. I mean, I, I don't think that it is. I think the the COVID rollout, the 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 policy was the hoax. But there was a real virus. I and it, you know, I I have I had the I've got the antibodies flowing through my system now. You know, you do. Um, like I said, that's the the scariest thing about the whole thing is the medical theory and censorship. 
Like I said, they're still pushing the ventilators here in Hel- in Nova Scotia and Halifax. And if they had to follow the COVID policy for me, I'd be dead right now. Oh, yeah. The only reason what? I'm alive is I got a doctor who actually practiced medicine, right? They, yeah. they looked at my symptoms and they treated me the best way they knew how. Mm. Right? They didn't just stick me on a ventilator because that's what the official policy says to do. Right. Right. And yeah, you know as well that's the worst thing you can do for a COVID patients, put them on a ventilator. Yeah, they say, what, 80% of the time you don't come back off of it? Um, it's, it's like 90-some. Really? It's high. It's, it's, if you get put on a ventilator and you got COVID, you're, you're pretty much oh, yeah. done. Well, I mean, that that actually happened to, uh, to, to my wife's aunt. I mean, you know, it's that policy. And, uh, it just, and when they... The last time I went... No, it wasn't the last time. There was one time, like I said, I was in the hospital a few times. Like, they said it was bronchitis. They said it was this. They said it was that. And they, they'd send me back home, right? Eventually, one night, I, was, I could hardly breathe. It felt like there was an elephant sitting on my chest. I, I couldn't even, I didn't even feel well enough to drive in the hospital. So I called an ambulance. The ambulance come and picked me up, took me in the hospital. I'd still hardly be able to breathe, right? And they give me a steroid inhaler. And within five, 10 minutes of them giving me the steroid inhaler, my, my breathing started to come back. I mean, I couldn't mm. breathe great, but it was a hell of a lot better, right? Right. It wasn't a serious condition anymore. And after that steroid inhaler helped me breathe, this doctor come back around. They said, oh, yeah, well, I can't find anything wrong with you. So I, I think it's just anxiety. Here's have, have some, uh, she gave me a, uh, Oh, what are they used for anti-anxiety? Uh, it's a common drug people use to um, anxiety. I, yeah, I think it is. Ativan? 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 Okay, right. You gave me a couple of those, said it was anxiety, and sent me back home. Really? <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And, and so you got... You got people in the healthcare system like that who are just following what they're told to do. And that's right. why people are telling Right. There's so many treatments out there that they can be given people and they're not, and they're putting them on these ventilators and they're dying. Right. right. It, it, it just, and you know, the, the thing that... Now, I want to add this too. When I was in the ER, as I was in the ER, they had me in one of the triage units in the ER for two days after I first went in there. And they, that's where they put the chest tube in me when I was in the triage unit. And after two days of me being stable in the triage unit, they moved me to a regular bed in the ER. And that's when they decided, you know, I'm going to go for surgery in the, in the city and they're going to transform me in that. And so I was sitting there waiting in the ER, which turned into more than two weeks. So they ended up moving me up to a medical. That's a whole other story. But while I was in the ER waiting, they had the chest tube on me with the suction on the chest tube to keep the lung up, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, they were doing x-rays on me every once in a while. The monitor was going on. And uh, it was time to do another x-ray. And instead of hooking the, they got like a little generator it's almost like a booster pack that can run the suction for the chest tube sure they, they either use that or they bring a mobile unit to come do the x-ray right there where you're at 
Well, the slippers just unplugged my chest tube and sent me to the x-ray department to wait for my x-ray in the hallway. Wow. <laughs> wow. By the time I get to the hallway, sitting outside the x-ray room, which is right there by the ER, it's not far. It's, you know, you could throw a stone. Sure. Right, literally. By the time I get to the ER room, I actually felt my lung go like that and saw my chest. And my breathing started to go away. I started feeling chest pain. The x-ray technician come out of the room. Like, just basically all, as soon as I got there, this all happened. And he looked at me and said, man, I think my lung just collapsed. And he said, seriously? And I said, yeah, I just, you know, they unhooked me from the chest. I'm pretty sure it just collapsed. And I uh, said, shit, run me right in there, did the x-ray, and then he ran me right back to the ER. You know, they screwed around. They hooked me back up to the chest tube. And then they had to do another chest tube because even after they hooked me back up, the lung wasn't coming back up. So they had to do another chest tube, put in a bigger one. And that's, it's not fun getting a chest tube. Sure. <laughs> yeah. that. I can imagine. And after that happened, I was pretty upset. Like, I'm pretty sedated at this point. I've been in there for two days. Like, I was so sedated that my eyes were burning, and I didn't know why, because sweat on my forehead was rolling down my eyes. Oh, That's man. how little, like, the situation, right? And uh, at that point, I got upset, right, that, you know, I nearly died because this nurse didn't know what the hell she was doing. Right. So the ER supervisor comes along and talks to me, and I we have a little chat. And this is with, at this point, she's had this, has this respiratory specialist there with her, too. And that's when they decide they're going to have to do a larger chest tube, too. And I talked to her about this nurse and what happened. Uh, said, you know, like, I don't care if she's a stern nurse, you know, she didn't know better, whatever. She shouldn't be doing that on her own. Like, mm -hmm. some, she's a student nurse and she doesn't know, she shouldn't be handling a patient in this kind of condition with that kind of equipment, right? Right. She was, was, yes, I agree, that's right. After that, they have a little powwow in the ER at the nurse station, which is right by my bed, I'm such condition, I'm right there by the nurse station, right? And they had this powwow, and uh, it's basically the supervisor telling them, you know, take your time, have patience, don't make mistakes. If you have to wait to ask questions, wait and ask questions, right? And uh, afterwards, the nurse that had unhooked my chest tube and stuff that basically the whole powwow was triggered by, she just goes, oh, well, like that. And I, this mm. is like great right in front of me right at the foot of my bed and this nurse goes oh well like that and i i didn't even say anything before i even could say anything an older nurse looked at her and she said like just start tearing a strip off her right so i mean it's just a glimpse into these people that are just following orders sure. a lot of them don't know what they're doing a lot of them are like fresh out of school or whatever and they're useful just idiots and yeah mm. that's like COVID is killing people. Mm. Well, I mean, it's it's always, I mean, you know, if you look at Cuomo, um, you know, the things that, and he'll get away with it. He'll get away with it. Uh, they'll, you know, if, if we don't do something, they'll all get away with it. 
and we'll be slaves. And um, and then it will never stop. If you think this is bad now, let them get away with it. Let them let them see that they can go. And of course they have. Brennan's gone in and lied before Congress. You know, um, you know it, it does. They've they've never paid. And so regardless of what country they're in, um, you know, so uh, until people actually start being held accountable, until any of our representatives grow some balls and actually stand up for their constituents, we don't have we don't have a chance in this, um, you know, unless we do it ourselves. You know, that's the only way we survive this is standing up, being as loud as we can and saying no more, no more. And. And then acting upon it, if 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 they want some more, you know, I guess, I mean, I, I don't know, I, I don't want I don't want hell. I don't want war. I don't want, you know, my children to see that. But. I think our only and best option is just to stop complying. Just don't comply. If if they say you can't open your business, open your business. They say you have to wear a mask, wear a mask. Just just stop complying with it. Well, see, and that's that's it. I have. Uh, I can't remember where it was. I think it was someone Owen Schroer had on interview. I could be wrong, but they. Have been around the world during this whole COVID thing. It might have been Chris Sky now that I think about it. And he said, everywhere that they complied, they're still under lockdown or sure. intermittent lockdowns like we have here in Canada off and on. Everywhere that they didn't comply, they're living life like normal and their COVID numbers are just as good, if not better. Right. Yeah. So the I've answer stopped. is yeah. And I'll tell you, around here, like, it's a pretty rural Nova Scotia. It's a pretty laid back, friendly place, right? But mm -hmm. it's also very liberal. Like we've been liberal since Christ was a cowboy. And <laughs> I tell you, I, I never wear a mask anywhere and I never get any trouble. And the funny thing is, is not only do I not ever get any trouble, but people treat me really well, right. especially cashiers and stuff. Like if I go in somewhere is looking to buy something or I'm looking, to, you know, I need customer support more or less, right? They'll they'll stop. They'll actually offer me customer support, you know, if looking for a product. Right. Like, well, have you seen this product? You know, they're actually very nice and helpful. You know, it's like they're happy to see someone who's not complying. Right? Sure. And we need to see more of that. We need to see more people not complying and more people accepting that people are not complying instead of. The just outright hysterical nonsense that's just based on propaganda instead of science, right? I mean, that's the thing. They said follow the science. <laughs> that's what we did. We went and followed the science, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, but uh, I guess they, like there are alternative facts, I guess they can pull out alternative science you know, they, uh, you know, because the, the science and I, I listened to a guy who was an analyst. He had been a professional analyst. I, I think he had worked for the FBI and, and different things. But um, he listened to Fauci. George Norrie was was interviewing him and he asked that. I, I, I'm sorry, I forget the guy's name, but he he asked him, you know, 
what do you think about Fauci? Have you listened to him? And before he could even get the question out, he was like, oh, yeah, you know, this guy is, you know, he, he just talked about how deceptive just his, his speech patterns and, and the things, you know, subconsciously he would say, you know, how, how deceptive, uh, you know, he, he was in, in his speech. So, but I mean, to look again, uh, you know, that, that was before anybody really put two and two together. And, you know, what's the root of all evil? The love of money. And, um, you know, how many patents does he own? Yeah, I mean, it's it's insane. Great deceiver. Lucifer is the great deceiver. Right. Well, Luciferes, you know, what? what's and that's something else that is just a bit of a, a too much coincidence for me to ever say, yeah, stick that shit in, in my arm. You know, when you talk. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, that's and it's it's crazy because we're I'm almost, you know, we almost have to watch. Well, not just almost. I mean, yeah, you're right. They're, they'll probably censor us for talking about, you know, things, the, the taboo, you know, but I mean, things like Luciferes. And if you look at how and why, like in the days of Noah, when Christ talks about as it was in the days of Noah, if you look at the evils that were going on, you know, God didn't just, it wasn't just, you know, humans that he wiped from the face, evil humans that he wiped from the face of the earth. There was the Nephilim, the, the mixing of human and, and angel, you know, uh, you know that, that amalgamation of the two. And so when that DNA, if you look now, just even if it's just, it's some type of homage. It's still creepy as hell because you've got, you know, Luciferes, um, you know, which is the, you know, it's in lightning bugs. It's what causes the bioluminescence. But why, you know, the, the, it's just, the it's too creepy just on that aspect of it. But then when you turn around and you think, well, it's messenger RNA. So what is a messenger? Well, it's an angel. Angel, you know, you 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 can kind of almost put the, you know, that they, they like to, they're that's that sociopathic criminal that's, mind. That's their bag, yeah. And uh, so you got to think like the, the really, you know, that's right. And, and I know that it it may just be symbolic, but I'm still, you know, I mean, I'm still not going to do it. You know, I'm I'm not going to do it just because they're all creepy as hell. And I'm not going to do it because I don't want to do it. You know, I, I'm I'm fine. I've got the antibodies. I, I, the way I see it, Scott, when shots become mandatory, shots become mandatory. Now, law enforcement can make what they want to of that, but I'm just saying that I got a shot for tyranny. Okay, and so. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I'm not going to go any further with that because I, I'm, you know. I, I talk like a badass, but, you know, it's all fun and games till they kick your door in and come in stacked right, you know, 30 deep, you know. Well, I'm not Roger Stone. They probably won't send 30 people after me, maybe, maybe 10, 15, I'd like to think, 25, you know, but <laughs> y'all just, you know, y'all, I'm joking, y'all, don't, uh, who, whatever, FBI, CIA, whoever's listening right now. I'm joking. Don't 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 kick my door in. I, I don't want none of that. Especially don't bring any needles either and uh, whatever. So I'm gonna let you start talking, Scott, because I think I've kind of freaked myself out with the whole. 
but it is, dude. I mean, well, you get you think about it. Uh, I mean, you follow yeah. the you follow yeah. that logical train of thought, man, and that's where it ends up. You know, well, that's realistic. Like honestly, that's where they want to push us to. That it is push us to a violent confrontation. They want to yeah. push us through riots in the streets. People like it doesn't even matter who we're fighting. Right. As long as we're fighting. Well, but I mean, I think Francis Boyle has a a valid point. I mean, when he talks about, you know, the Nuremberg Code, when he talks about those type of things, I mean, my son right now goes to West Virginia University and he is freaked out because, you know, he keeps sending me these screenshots of the things they'll send across. And, you know, right now, shot, you know, uh, vaccination, you know, is not mandatory, but, uh, you know, it may be in the future. And, you know, all these things that they just kind of plant the seed in your mind that, you know, right now we're not mandating it, but, you know, because enough people pushed back then. But if they let it die down, they don't let go of it. They just try to enforce it again and hope that nobody raises hell that time. And I'm, you know, if he doesn't want to take it, I'm sorry, but that's where I draw the line. Somebody has to, if, if, you know, somebody has to say enough and I'm not going to let my son, you know, take some experimental shot if he doesn't want to, you know, it's, it just, I'm done with it. I'm done with it. I'm done with the 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 boot on the the neck of the church. I'm done with the the masking, you know, the medical sharia. I'm done with all of it. And our law enforcement has to be the line. It has to be the line. They are the thin blue line, then be the damn line. Turn around and say no. I I'm not going to go enforce this, uh, you know, this this unconstitutional mandate. No, I'm not going to go uh, kick people out of the church when, you know, when people are down at a bar, you know, at the strip club, everybody's open and, and it's all good, um, you know. Well, uh, we're getting to that point, like even up here in Canada, we have active duty police officers across the country that are following suits against their provincial governments. Up in Ontario, Doug Ford, he's already been fought, like he's he's basically summoned the court now. Like the 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 active duty officers in Ontario that have fought, it's, it's been violent now against him how they like unlawfully basically unlawfully carried out this emergency act, right? There's there's no justifiable reason that they should carry out this emergency act, which is everything else is based upon, right? Right. That's how they took our, supposedly took our rights away, was this emergency act. And it's it's all just completely flawed. You might as well just, <laughs> just draw it up, you know. Well, at least at least here in West Virginia, we've got a guy, you know, uh, you know, that our governor who I, I supported and in a lot of things I do support him. He's not afraid to talk shit to the media, but um you know, at the same time, you know, he's talking about this monster tsunami of COVID that's about to hit. And like we talked earlier, you know, they, they, they're using cycled up, uh, you know, things that even the inventor of the test are saying, hey, this isn't valid. This isn't, you know, this isn't, you can cycle up and see remnants of, of you know, these bits and pieces of fragments of of, you know, RNA and DNA and, and whatever it is they're scoping for there, it, it's, 
when you have medical professionals being ostracized and shut down, I think their voice is more valid than the people that are allowed to speak. And, you know, that's where the, the tyranny gets really scary. Um, like say, even the, the, the cycle 35 here that you're using is higher above is, even the WHO, World Health Organization, said that's way too high. And now in Canada, both the, it's already been reported in BC and Ontario, they're, they're starting to threaten any doctors or medical professionals who's, who even speak out against the, the, the standard policies for COVID. So not only do you have, it's just outright medical tyranny with censorship. It's, it's crazy. That's why I say it's, it's basically the breaking point now. Either people are completely breaking out of it and everybody from the, our military and police, you know, with their investigations that they're doing and the suits they're filing and mm -hmm. the few members of parliament that we have speaking out. I mean, it's, it's getting to that point now. Where well, over what? What almost half, or maybe over half, of the medical, you know, professionals here, you know, the the, the administrators, you know, um, aren't taking the vaccine um, themselves. You know, Fauci, you know, Fauci had to admit that. That's a smoking gun. I mean, if if that's true, um, then what does well, that even, say? Even the mainstream media has been reporting how about half of the healthcare workers are refusing it. Um, about the people in the armed forces and that's reportedly it's probably a lot higher than that right. I just um, it's it's scary it is it is a scary thing to to see um what about some of the other things I mean I know that uh you know before you know before all this broke there were you know there were a ton of things that we discussed before and uh, again you know those kind of What's that? One of them is really kind of showing its ugly face again is Ukraine. Remember yeah. us talking about Ukraine? Well, that's yeah, that's kind of what that's kind of where I was going with that. I mean, you know, you you kind of yeah, you were what's that? That's uh, next year's news uh, two two years ago. You know, <laughs> I mean, uh, so I mean, yeah, uh, a lot of dead bodies buried. That whole story. I don't think we've seen the last of Ukraine. Uh, you know, I mean, and who who knew how weird that was going to get? You know, and again, the funny, funny thing is, is before, not long before that all happened, I uh, I just finished reading a book about Ukraine that I got from Infowars. Uh, oh, a second. Take your time. Called America's Nazi Secrets by John Loftus. There's nice. a really good book. Uh, John Loftus, former U.S. government prosecutor, former Army officer, he uh, he dug all into the uh, the World War II documents mm -hmm. regarding Ukraine and the Nazis in the United States, and it's incredible what went on there like it's this is nothing new man like what they did with ukraine back then right it's incredible it's basically history repeating itself right 
it always does. There's nothing new under the sun. I mean, you know, it, it, it always does. <laughs> it's that vicious circle. And, uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully with, with the things that, uh, you know, that are lining up in a book that was written thousands of years ago, the way things are, are kind of fitting together, hopefully that cycle will be broken. I, I, hopefully within the next 10 years, um, you know, I, I don't know. I think I think when they talk about that 30, you know, 2030 mark, uh, 2033, I think there's a reason for that. I, I think I think, uh, you know, like I said, the these these technocrats. You know, when you look at a, a scheme and, and this scheme has been, you know, 100 over 100 years in the making, just the technology side of it, you know, up to a certain point, we're still going out to the well and drawing water from a well and, you know, and, and riding horse and buggies. And then all of a sudden we went from that to, you know, we're, we're flying through the air and, you know, in metal tubes and, you know, into space and everything like that. And where's that tie into? Well, that ties back into Nazis, um, you know. I know it's not popular, but I wonder often how did we really win the war with the Nazis? Because we absorbed so much of their their science and their their technology. And if you look, who's running the damn you know uh, you know the, the the IBM Watson machine and and well, who do we know that is is a direct uh, you know in relation to that? Well, Mr. Bill Gates. So it's um again World War Two one put it that way. Right? Yeah. I mean <laughs> the Rockefellers, they, they funded the Nazis and then they, they donated donated the land that the UN headquarters was built on. Yep. So yeah. Yep. They 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 the people who started the war won the war. You know. Absolutely. They, wouldn't yeah. matter which side, quote unquote, side won. Yeah, they, they'd still come right on top. Right? Well, it's like it's like Israel and Palestine now. You know the, you know they're they're funding both sides of it. You know you you've got uh, and it's it it's wars and rumors of wars though. Um, you know, and I I think that the more these things ramp up, then you know, that we've just got to, uh, you know, we've just got to keep that focus on getting our liberties back under control, making it understood that no matter how grave the threat is, I don't care if there is an asteroid on its way here. In a way, kind of at this point, Scott, I, I kind of hope there is one coming. But I just, uh, you know, I, I just let's end this craziness. But, uh, you know, I, I don't care what the threat is. It's never more dangerous than the loss of liberty. Because once you lose that, you know, what else do you, you know, what else do you have to lose? That's when they're most important. It's like freedom of speech. And freedom of speech isn't important when somebody says something you agree with or whatever. You know, freedom of speech is important when something's said that's not popular. That's mm -hmm. when it's important. 
I... Go ahead. No, no. Just, ah. just saying, like, you know, I mean, that's when our, our rights and freedoms are, are important, you know. It's, it's sure. not on nice sunny days when we're at the beach, you know, and nothing's going on. They're, you know, they're not that stressing. They're not that important. It's, it's times like these that they're important that we need to preserve. Right. Things get real bad real quick. You know, um, considering things like the 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 silencing of you know the, the using corporations to to go out and do things that the government can't technically do, well, especially here in the states, say with the First Amendment and things like that. But you know, the the government can't go in and 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 do that to you, but they can allow a corporation they can fund say they can use darpa or whatever to you know to to create a facebook and then from you know from from that corporation and that corporation's right to have their rules even though they they can run completely against what you know america was founded on and the freedom of speech and everything else it, you know, I, I think in a way, I guess what I'm saying, I'm, I think I'm talking around it, but in a way, I, you and I have discussed it, but I think the answer goes back, and I, I know that Alex Jones has, you know, with Bandot video, but I think it all goes back to maybe, again, fighting with your dollar as well. Uh, I think at some point I'm going to do a, a quick video about why I'm leaving Facebook, and I'm going to pin it to my uh, pin it to my page. I'm not going to, you know, remove all my data from Facebook, but I'm going to pin that last post to my page and I'm going to just lay out why I'm leaving and where you can find me. You can find me on PirateInfoWars.com. You can find me on Powder Monkey Radio. You can find me on PowderMonkeyPodcast.com. But, you know, you're not going to find me on, uh, you know, Facebook at some point in the very near future i mean when this you know i'll probably still throw the throw the pirated stuff out there you know keep the info word on but you know honestly scott i've lost a lot of people during 2020 um you know a lot to covid but a lot of people that i love i have talked for so long and said you know tried to get this message out for so long and so many people I love just, you know, have taken the shot. And once you do, I mean, I, I kind of feel like there's, you know, and I hope I'm wrong. I, I, I hope this is as safe and effective if, as they want people to think it is. But the numbers aren't stacking up. And I, I just I think at some point, man, that it's, uh, you know, I, I just I kind of feel like I've lost those people already, if that makes sense. And. Yeah. Uh, and and so really, I'm almost to a point that I can count on one hand. I hopefully, unless they're lying to me, the people that I know that aren't vaccinated. And I've lost that many people already. You know what happens when when you know uh, the mRNA uh, does something. You know that spike protein does something to your cells or the clots that they're talking about. I mean. You know, is it a time bomb now? Um, you know, and it's just more fear and uncertainty. And I mean, it, well, here, again. around here, a lot of people are 
quite concerned about that personally. Like the people who who bought it all, the people who I was just talking to a family member the other day, and she didn't get the vaccine, but her husband did. And now they suspended the vaccines here, and now he's all worried. He doesn't know what to think, and he's all concerned because he took this vaccine now that's been suspended. Um, yeah, ain't no take backs on that. No, there's no undo there. But uh, I think that's starting to help. And the only way it can, I guess. But people starting to realize, you know, they're a bit naive. Maybe they should have listened to some of the people that they're scoffing off, scoffing off you know. See, my wa- go ahead. I'm sorry. Hopefully people start to sit back and uh, take a look at the bigger picture and see what's going on. It's all all falling apart right in front of me. It's not hard to see. Last week, I was uh, at lunch, and I was... uh, I, I frequent Taco Bell quite a bit because of their fantastic menu. And so... This is not a paid promotion, by the way. But, uh, uh, you know, I was uh, coming back from lunch and I passed my wife in in, uh, town, in the town I work in. And uh, so I called her and was like, what are you doing? Well, I'm with the kids and we're going to go get something to eat. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, well, I'll talk to you later. And I call her a little bit after that and uh, like, hey, are you still in town? Well, no, I'm I'm headed home. I, I got I'm sick. I'm not feeling well. Like, oh, well, you know, and she told me something about she thought it was some guacamole or, or something like that. I don't know. They had Mexican, but uh, it turned out that uh, she had gotten violently ill and had to stop and she threw up. But she had also gotten the COVID shot and didn't tell me, dude. And I felt for three days, I felt like I had been cheated on. Like, uh, you know, not, not it, it was just that. You can't that that thing where you can't go back from uh, you can't undo it, you know, and it as much as I have yelled and screamed and and, you know, maybe it's my fault. Maybe I have said so much that she's just tired of hearing it and she wants to end it all. I don't know. But uh, all I can do is laugh about it now because, uh, you know, again, like I said, there's no undoing that once you've, you know, once you do it, you're, you know, you're on that ride. Um, at least I've not heard any professionals talk about how to undo this. I know they talk about needing boosters, but I don't think it's that simple. Once it's in you, I, I think it's, it's, I think it's woven into the fabric of what you are, regardless of what they say. Um, Time will tell. Yeah, I'm not a doctor though, so. You know, I and I did not stay at a Holiday Inn either, so I have no, uh, you know, no. It's just all theory here. It's just all my conjecture. So, <laughs> don't ban me, YouTube. I'm sorry. Please, gods of YouTube, don't ban me. Let this message ring loud and clear for liberty to, uh, to, 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 to grow like a, a, a flower that's been stepped on. Just uh, allow us to, <laughs> to get this message out, but. It's just weird, Scott, because, you know, coming on before we even started this interview, I started thinking, well, how are we going to talk about things? You know, how are we going to talk about COVID? How are we going to talk about the shots? How are we going to talk about, 
you know, election results, which I didn't even touch upon, you know, the, the recounts and everything like that. I mean, I mean, just mentioning those things can get me banned, can get you, you know, get this interview silenced. So I, it's just, it really needs to be a bellwether. Um, yeah. They're, they're getting crafty now too, with some of the stuff they're doing on the sites for banned information. I mean, not long ago, I'm, memory you know i worked with you a lot with your that uh, facebook page and uh it wasn't too long ago that facebook suspended me from commenting on any group pages or mm-hmm. and well the pages or groups i guess they're called and uh after you know a couple of weeks that suspension was lifted and you know i was able to post on pages and groups again and after about a week or so all of a sudden i started getting an error <laughs> You know, it comes right. up whenever I post something, it comes up with an error. It doesn't say I'm suspended or yep. whatever, that I no longer have those privileges on Facebook. <laughs> it just comes up with an error saying, you know, we're experiencing an error. We cannot process this post. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, and it's something else that's sort of creepy. You know, it used to be the power of a meme was that you could make that meme, post that image. And it would kind of get around the 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 sensors because it's an image. Yeah. You know, what I posted that got me banned on Mother's Day weekend, I I put no text in it. It was it was a simple image. Yeah, and the, the craft you're getting better at picking up that stuff. Well, and that's that's how that's how sensitive to Facebook's Chinese handlers that that image was. Uh, because it, it was it's smoking gun, and they don't want they don't want any smoking guns. They don't want us to have any guns, especially smoking guns. So uh, they even uh, there. Alex had a couple comedians on the show the other day there, and I posted that segment to uh, Facebook, downloaded it, and re-uploaded it on there. And Facebook, some obscure company I've never heard of, claimed. Copyright. Yeah, but they they claimed a picture of, uh, what's his name, Xi Peng, and the picture of him side by side with the picture of uh, Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. (laughs) I I appealed it, and I I guess I won the appeal. It's back up now, but they tried to censor Facebook tried to censor, like, just like, you know, they do in China. Yeah. Post Winnie the Pooh comparing to Xi Peng. Well, I, yeah, I mean, and it it was it, it had it had Jinping uh, in in that meme, uh, you know, in in that image, and man, they did not like that. I mean, it was insta ban, you know, just uh, and they never. I mean, I appealed it, and they never rolled anything back. Of course, it was it was a twenty four hour ban, but by that time, so much had happened, you know. Uh, again. Uh, you know, the, the pastors were arrested on their knees in the street and dragged off like prisoners. I mean, you know, just war criminals, you know, and I couldn't share any of that. And that's why I'm done with Facebook. I, I don't. Are you are you a martial arts fan? MMA, anything like that? Not big, but it, it's I find it interesting. Well, BJ Penn in like 06 or 07, I think BJ Penn back then, it it just, I can't get it out of my head because it's the answer to everything. And 
so he fought Jans Pulver. They there was this big reality show around it. They built it up, you know, the hype. I think it was 06 maybe. And um, you know, all summer there was this, you know, this whole reality show. They were training people and then BJ Penn, you know, at the end of it, you know, the the finale, it was like the, you know, the cage match. And so it was BJ Penn and uh, Jans Pulver and BJ Penn beats the hell out of Pulver, you know? And, and so he's, he's leaving and they go for the interview and they're like, you know, what do you think BJ? And he's like, you want to know what BJ Penn thinks? Go to BJPenn.com. And all of a sudden, man, it was like, I was like, I got to go to BJPenn.com. And, and, you know, and then there it was. And like, he crashed his server. So many people hit it. It was just like, it was just like 404 and uh you know it but but that's what we need and you know that's why alex what's so important you know i mean they they roll those domains over you know and and you know and it's genius in a way what they're doing but i mean well, it's some for a long time you need to build your own platforms build your own websites but i i still personally i still like to stay on the, the twitter and the facebook and that because that's where you reach the people. Yeah. Right? yeah. I mean, I've, even when I got suspended from Facebook or Twitter, I, I put together a Gab account or a Parler account, and I, I tried those to get on there, but you're just in a group of like-minded people for the most Echo part. Echo chamber, yeah. Yeah, which you're not, I mean, it's all right if you're looking and find out what's going on and what people are talking about, but if you're actually trying to reach people, inform them, you're not going to get anybody on there really right so you i like to stay on facebook and yeah you know a lot of people ignore the information but you know you're in there more more often lately than well not you know people are starting to look at stuff starting to get more ground more traction there so. yeah there um you know like i said it's uh it is it's an info war and uh I mean, we, we just have to find new ways to, to do it. We have to find, you know, it within ourselves to, to continue it. You know, like I said, I mean, I can count the people. I mean, it's it's all but lost in a way for me um, because, like I said, I can count the people on one hand that, that really matter to me that haven't got gotten the, the vaccine. Everybody else has. And... You know, they're eugenicists. They're the worst of the worst people that have done this to to my family, to your family, to and God help them when it all comes out. God help them when it when the when the levy finally breaks. Um, I mean, I personally go back to how we started the show, just you know, talking a little bit about my history and why I'm into this kind of stuff. I'd like my family firsthand like i've faced these kind of death doctors and stuff back in world war ii my grandfather he he ended up getting shot in the head he served in uh north africa before d-day mm -hmm. and uh, he ended up getting shot in the head and they thought he was dead right i mean they the family here we have funeral for him and everything right like mm -hmm. he was gone action presumed dead turned out the, the Germans picked him up and they ended up doing experimental surgery on him, reconstructed his skull and jawbone. Like the bullet went in the ear 
blow his ear on one side and the jaw on his other. So literally went right through the front of his face, right? Right. Miraculously, they did this reconstructive surgery and rebuilt the front of his face and his jaw and everything. I mean, when he got back home, eventually, the doctors, they they couldn't believe the, the surgery that they had done. Like, these mad scientists, doctors, you know, the experimental stuff they were doing during the war. And to show how little they cared, you know, they they saved his life, picked him up, saved his life. And after that, they put him on a train to Austria, the, to one of the death camps up there. Mm. They, they saved this man's life and then they send him to a death camp. That gives you some perspective in the, how they value human life, some of these doctors, right? Right. My grandpa... Yeah. Um, he helped liberate a a death camp uh, by the name concentration camp by the name of Sachsenhausen with with the Russians, and he brought home a a cat of nine tails out of that place, leather <coughs> excuse me, leather stamped with um, metal bits in it. Um, you know, just leather straps, metal bits in it, barbs all the way up. The handle and the pummel had a swastika on it. And when he got it, it was still wet with blood. It was still soaked and matted with blood. And, you know, so that's why it's, it, it just, for you and for me, to be the you know the the progeny of of people who actually fought Nazis to now be labeled as Nazis for for saying what used to be just a common understanding that you know manner you know men are created equal you know we 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 all have the right to pursue you know life and liberty you know that, that you know happiness, and um, you know it, it's true regardless of where you are on this planet. That should be a, a fundamental understanding, and for some reason that I just can't understand, people have just given that all up. These generations, you know, they talk about hammers and sickles, and and the you know these these the Antifa types. None of them have ever owned a hammer or a sickle, much less ever used one. But, you know, they, 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 it's just a great deception, you know. I mean, people talk about aliens as the great deception, but I don't know if they're not already here. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's insane. It is insane. Uh, Scott, we're coming up on, uh, we've got about 10 minutes. We'll, we'll be at about two hours. I mean, is there anything we haven't touched upon? I mean, is there anything you want to, anything that you need to want to talk about or need to get out there or anything like that? Anything we didn't cover? Not right offhand that I can think of at the moment, man. You know, there's probably a million other things we could talk about for another 10 hours. Yeah. Interviews to me are always, especially when I go back and listen to them, it's kind of like being in a fight in school because, you know, in when you're in it, you know, it just goes by so quick. 
but you go back and you listen to it and you're like, man, I should have asked that, or I should have done that, you know, and you, you, it's almost like a fight you were in in school when you think, man, I, I should have kicked him in the nuts at that point instead of, you know, and, you know, you go back and you're like, I should have asked that question, you know, I, I should have brought this up. I should have brought that up, but there'll be time, man, hopefully knock on wood. I mean, you know, there'll be, uh, there'll be time. They haven't completely censored us. Um, so, uh, you know, we're going to fight on until, uh, until there's no more uh, space left on the internet to post. Um, at least I'm going to. I, I don't care if everybody I know and love gets the shot. Um, my fight's not over. Um, you know, it's it's not over until I have nothing left to post about because because they're all in jail and they're all awaiting execution. That's uh, that's that's when uh, that's when this will be over. For the people that have perpetrated this on, and I'm I'm not calling for I'm I'm saying the legal Nuremberg style trials, we do it the right way. We do yeah. we have to be justified, but it, it's time. It is time. You just annoyed at me there talking about the shot. I didn't mention it during the show that uh, Canada. You know, Alex talked about this the other week. United States and Biden administration is planning to dump these vaccines that they've suspended because of safety concerns, dumping them on other countries. Well, Canada just announced that these AstraZeneca vaccines that they just suspended for safety concerns, they're looking to donate them to other nations. How loving and liberal. <laughs> and the liberals, <laughs> like I look at, it's right on like MSN, like, you know, my internet homepage where I just, you know, sometimes click on to get what mainstream media is pushing, right? Right. You click on it and there's like people with little hearts sign on the article, you know, like, oh, yes, they're giving away the vaccine. They suspend it. <laughs> it doesn't even register with some people, you know? Yeah. It's unreal. Well, it's, it's like Owen said today, and, and he's right. He, he took it to the ridiculous point, but I mean, honestly, he's right. If they put on a webpage, hey, we're, we're taking people's volunteers to, to jump into a wood chipper because this will send you to the other side and you can become one with the, the AI God, you know, hop in this wood chipper. I mean, it would literally be like lemmings just hopping in, you know, all day long, just, just, just a, a, a river of people. Just wanting to hit that wood chipper, baby, because because it's what they said to do, and it's insane. I guess one thing to say there on closing, no, like uh, not be so doom and gloom. It's like that uh, badass Uncle Sam. I watch him fair amount. You know, he's got his little platform on Band Video. He does all his videos. Right. He said something the other day that. Uh, you're, you know, how many times I've heard it, but it's true, and he said it, that it doesn't take everybody, right, if we're going to change all this. We only need a, a small percentage. A small percentage has changed things all throughout history. So we just, you know, try to keep our spirits up, remain optimistic, keep doing what we do, right. and, uh, you know, pray, pray a lot, and, uh, yeah. That's it. Ooh. Scott, how do they? How do people find you? How do people get in touch with you? How do people follow your work? Um, how do they get out there to 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 see what you do? Uh, just right now, I'm just on Twitter and uh, Facebook. My Twitter account's kind of uh, it's 
been suspended. And, right. <laughs> it's not really. I mean, I post stuff on there, but it's it's you know it's it's a new account as of January. You know, I can't even remember what my handle even is to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> I got gotcha. you. Yeah, find me on Facebook under just under Scott Spidel, and they'll, they'll find me. I got a little uh, "We Are the People" picture for my profile image, so right. Be on there, follow me if you want, or throw me a friend request, whatever you'll come with. Everybody Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, you you have fought the good fight and uh, continue to do it, man. Continue to do it. Uh, Scott, this uh, won't hopefully be the last time you're on. I mean, uh, you know, maybe we'll throw you in as uh, as a as a commentator and stuff as well. Uh, you know, when when the, the whole crew gets together, we'll we'll do a do a multicast there and maybe uh, get you on with John and Liam and uh, a few other guests and things at the same time. And, uh, and maybe, uh, you know, in, in some upcoming shows, we've, we've talked about some things on the back end of pirate info wars and uh, you know, maybe getting some of your videos up to a safe spot where you can just grab a link to it, drop it in there and uh, or a link back to somewhere where they will not pull it off. I mean, you know, I'm not going to say it's not hackable, but uh, it, they're going to have to try to get to it. So, uh, you know, what you know, there's some there's some things we've got in the background going there. But uh, I really appreciate everything you've done, man. Uh, you've uh, you have been a uh, just an unstoppable force in the info war, and so uh, hats off to you, man, for for what you've done. Thank you, sir. Me, man, I really appreciate. It. Like you say. Get a lot of the stuff we've been talking about, get, doing some more of that, and hopefully get back on podcast again for for too long. So talking about it like we have been. <laughs> Absolutely, um, I, you know, uh, you're uh, you're my second favorite Canadian, uh, right behind, and I'm sure he's a nas- national treasure there. But uh, the 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 world famous Gary Chalk. Uh, you know, I would, uh, I really, uh, I'd like to get him on at some point. Uh, I'm a, I'm a, a fan of his, uh, some of his work. I'm a toy collector, obviously. So, uh, you know, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of Gary Chalk. So, uh, I mean, uh, you know, you two actually, you might be in, in tied for, for favorite Canadian right now. Uh, so, uh, we'll have to see if he turns me down, then you're absolutely number one, my favorite Canadian there. So, uh, but, but dude. Thanks so much. Uh, everybody check him out. Scott, thanks so much for, for sailing aboard the Powder Monkey, and we're going to do this again. All right. Thanks a lot, buddy. Take care. Yes, sir. Yeah.